Hey folks, welcome to the Creative Language Learning Podcast with Kirsten Cable and Lindsay Dow. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 27 of the Creative Language Learning Podcast. I'm Kirsten and as you know, I host this podcast with Lindsay Dow from Lindsay Does Languages. And in this episode, Lindsay went and flew solo and from her solo flights, symbolic flights, she brought back an interview with Brian Kwong. Brian is the creator of the Add One Challenge and Lindsay's recently started taking the Add One Challenge. She's learning Japanese. So I won't be heard very much in this episode at all. So if you enjoy my voice, better listen to me right now. <laughs> and in about 30 seconds, I'm going to switch over to Lindsay. But as always, I just wanted to thank you guys very much for listening and take a second to rate and review us in the iTunes store. You know the score, you know how to do it. And now without further ado, let's get into the interview with Brian Kwong from the Ad One challenge. Hello and welcome to my first creative language learning podcast without Kirsten. <gasps> but it's okay, I'm not alone. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm here with Brian Kwong, who you may know as the founder of the Add One Challenge, um, which is something that I'm very excited about at the moment because I'm actually taking part in my very first Add One Challenge right now with Japanese. Yay, indeed. And I believe it's Add One Challenge 11. This is the 11th time it's happened, right? That's right. Yeah. 11. This is, this, is, this is huge. So we're going to talk more about this in today's episode. Um, but first, I just want to say a huge thank you to our sponsor this episode, which is um, the French idiom book, Other Cats to Whip. And Kirsten mentioned this in the last episode. It's very cool. It's a digital or paperback, or you can even buy the premium package with both copies, digital and paperback. Uh, and it's a book full of French idioms with lots of beautiful illustrations. And it's just a really, really fun way to learn kind of a nice, enjoyable part of language. Well, I'm sure you'll agree with me, Ryan. All language is enjoyable, right? Yes. <laughs> Every aspect, of course, even the grammar drills. Um, but this, <laughs> is just, <laughs> this is a really fun um, point in, in language that I find. So, yeah, and if you head over to their website, which is thebookoffrenchidioms.com, enter the code FLUENT at checkout and you will get a discount that I can't remember because I didn't write it down. It's a 10% discount, Lindsay. 10%. Okay, so um, do you have any favorite idioms in your language? And well, in any languages that you've studied that come to mind? To be honest, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's just when I practice, when I learn a language, it's, it's pretty practical based. Yeah. So I, I, when I travel to a new country, I just kind of focus on what I, what I, um, what I'm going to use. <laughs> yeah. Really. Excellent. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think for me, I'd have to say I have a favorite one in Spanish, which is ser yeah. pan comido, which literally means to be bread eaten or to be eaten bread. And it means to be a piece of cake when something is really uh, easy. Ah. I like this one. Oh, it's eaten bread. It's eaten bread. I love it. I love it. Um, cool. Okay, so you're here today because um, I'm doing the Ad One Challenge and I thought, hey, it would be so cool to get you on the podcast and talk about this to a... Uh, Perhaps slightly, um, you never know that. I'm sure there's some crossover audience who know you as well as the, our listeners, um, but perhaps some new people who don't know about the challenge. So I just have a few questions. If you could kind of tell us, what did you do 
before you started the Appon Challenge. As we said in the intro, there's 11 of these that have happened already. What came yep. before the Appon Challenge? What was the inspiration? What, what came before the Appon Challenge? So basically, what before, if people don't know what the Appon Challenge is, basically the Appon Challenge, it's a community where we strive for the same goal of, of um, being able to hold a 15-minute conversation in 90 days. So 15-minute conversation in 90 days and language learners around the world join together and strive for this goal together and support and motivate each other. So that's what the Ad One Challenge is. And before how it started, hmm, well, how it started was I did my challenge myself and basically I was learning to speak German with my father-in-law, actually ex-father-in-law now, but he can, he can speak any English. So I had to speak learn how to speak German. And on, in the process of doing my own 90-day challenge in, in German, um, I was posting my updates on Benny Lewis forum. And at, around the same time, there's this guy named Byron John who's learning Mandarin around the same time as me. And every time I get discouraged or hit a roadblock or when I, or when I wanted to quit, I would read Byron John's update. And I would get really inspired by seeing his struggles and similar similar struggles and pro, uh, and progress and things like that. So by the end of the challenge, when I completed, when I held a 15-minute conversation um, on video with my ex-father-in-law, I sent Byron John a message and said I thanked him for, for posting his update to inspire me. And he wrote me right back. He said, Brian, what are you talking about? You were inspiring me. I was reading your updates. So that's when I got the idea, ah, oh, what if... We all learn together and strive for the same goal of 15-minute conversation together in a community. Wouldn't that be awesome? So that's how that one challenge got started. Nice, nice. I, I tell you what I loved so much about when you first told me this story. And yeah. to be honest, it was, it was that story that inspired me to say, Brian, I, I want to speak to you on the podcast. Um, <laughs> the, but, the thing that I love about it is that you were studying different languages, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love this because I think a lot of the time there's so much emphasis on thinking, oh, I need to find people that feel my pain studying German and cases and all this. Ah, But actually, there is so much in common learning any language. Totally. And there's so much that is transferable. That, and, and that's one thing that I really love about, about your story and, and how it got started. So you've done 11 and it must be incredible to see it grow. Oh, yeah. It's it's. It's beautiful how it grows and also what people get from it. Like, mm. I mean, I mean, you see it on in the Facebook group, like our secret Facebook group. Yourself, a lot of people are sharing their up and down and and the breakthroughs they get, and also the struggles, you know. And then when people have shared the struggles, they you know people help each other out and give advice. But I think the biggest thing is is what people get out of it, because um, for me, it's a lot more than just language learning, mm. and. From, because when you, when 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 we are able to build a habit and stick to something for ninety days and aim for a goal and actually achieve it, we learn a lot more just language learning. We learn how to to build confidence, overcome our our fear of speaking. We build um, learn how to build like a routine habits. Learn how to dust yourself off if you fall fall off the wagon. You know all these things. And people have been saying, like, you know, they, they got their job, like, they get the promotion um, when they were, like, maybe not have the confidence to ask for it. They got it now. They get new jobs that they wouldn't have gotten. These things just, you know, it just feels so good when, when, when the Atwin Challenge made actually a difference in their life. So that's what I'm most excited about. 
That's and that's cool. why I'm doing the M1 challenge. Yeah. And what, what do you think it is about it? Because I mean, like you say, and and I've only been into the, in the uh, in in the in the Facebook group ooh, mm. a week or so now, but it's mm. so positive, and the results that you can see coming through are so positive. What do you mm. think it is that makes it different from other um, language challenges? But also, what do you think it is? It blah, blah, what do you think it is about it that makes it work and makes people see results? That's that's a secret. I can't tell. Oh. I can't tell. <laughs> it's like KFC's eleven herbs and spices. Secret sauce. <laughs> what is it? What what is it? I I actually was just pondering this question um, today with, with one of my staff members because she was also in in other communities. But there's something about that one challenge that that people are sharing their personal things and people want to get to know each other and. Yeah, and, and there's something about it which I actually don't haven't really figured out. I, I wish I can say I get all the credit for it, but I don't know <laughs> how what happens. I think, but I, yeah. Sorry, what do you think? What I, do you I think was going to say, kind of from from my point of view as a newbie to to the Ab One Challenge, I think the things that make it work and that make people committed and make people um, see real results is the videos, for one thing. Because that is something that is, for me, it's part of what I do. So that's totally like not a thing. But I think for a lot of people, video is very scary, especially YouTube, mm. because it's it's mm. kind of there for forever. And YouTube commenters can be so harsh that um, mm. you know it can be quite intimidating. But the idea you think, okay, well I have to do it, and I've, I've I'm in it, so it's it's got to go up on YouTube. That mm. I think alone is so powerful in in, in encouraging people's um, you know encouraging them to study. And, and encouraging them to and also boosting their confidence but I think it's not just that I think it's the videos but also there's the there's the main Facebook group isn't there the add one mm. um, kind of action group but then you've also got individual there's a study group and a mastermind group that are optional am I right yeah totally. but before we go to before we go to that I, I want to add in what you said about the video mm. um, actually I when I when I did a survey before I um, a few Edwin challenges, though, know, it was something about like 35% or something people that have never made a video before, ever mm-hmm. got on YouTube before. So they're joining the Edwin challenge just because, even, I mean, they're, they're making a video just because of the Edwin challenge. And, and a lot of people actually share with me like, wow, I mean, I learned so much just about making a video about myself. And, and, and that was really interesting, I thought, adding to what you said. Um, there, yeah, there, so, so I think there's many things that, that comes with it. Um, yes, the, the mastermind group and study group are optional. Um, but that's, well, basically the mastermind group is, is people who are learning different languages, but they, they, um, they update each other each week of their progress concurrent week and also what they're going to take on the next week. And the study groups are people who are learning the same language. If there's somebody else learning the same language in the, in the same challenge and they get together and, and practice together. I think you just joined, you just had your first study group session. How was yeah, that for you? Yeah, I did. It was good. It was good. It was our first one. So we didn't speak much Japanese. Um, but it was nice to kind of talk to people in the same situation because I mean, it's if you live in a big city you know if you live in london if you live in new york paris whatever then it can be quite easy to find people with similar interests especially language learning and also people to practice your languages with but 
when you live somewhere, I mean, I don't live in a small town by any means, but it's, it's kind of quite an insular hobby. It's not something like, oh, let's go and just join the football club, you know, that every town has. And so I think the idea, okay, people are doing what I'm doing as well. I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy for doing this. And I love that. And it was, it was really fun. It was nice to, to speak to like-minded people with a similar interest. And it felt really supportive. I mean, we've agreed um, to talk about um, kind of a topic each week. So this week, our, our topic's going to be art. So we're going to go back on Sunday and talk again on Skype. And hopefully, uh, what day is it today? Oh, yeah, I need, I need to do this. Um, <laughs> we're going to prepare a few, a few sentences about art in Japanese. So it just gives you a bit of a, an, an ulterior thing. Because I would never think, oh, I'm going to learn everything I need to know to talk about art in Japanese. But having that aim, I'm now going to learn that vocabulary. I'm now going to learn how to do that. It gives you a focus with that, which is fun. Yeah. It yeah, it's great. Yeah. And Judith Mayer said something about, you know, it's, it's hard to try to be fluent in everything, like in the language itself, but it's, it's a lot easier if we just focus on one, get, getting fluent in one topic at a time. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, and I think maybe it was when I heard her say that as well in Berlin. And um, what I like about that is that school is so often slagged off, myself included. I'm always saying, oh, languages in school, they get it all wrong. But actually, they teach it by topic. And that yeah. does have its benefits. And I've kind of gone back to that now. I've been focusing a lot on food at the minute in Japanese because I've realized that I, I just don't know any words for food. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm trying to sort of focus in on that topic because then, of course, you get all the verbs that go with that. You get all the, the sentence structures that you can use. So it is a really, really useful way. So schools have got one thing right, I think, in the teaching by topic. So, yeah, Yuda is right on that, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, um, is there a particular kind of success story that stands out to you that you'd like to share <laughs> i'm gonna take one that um that's one of the first first success story that i've ever had that really that really moved me um so when i first started the one challenge there's this guy named kevin kevin richardson he's from the uk actually and he told me to start and he joined that one challenge the first ever at one challenge and and he told me the story that in 1990 nine or something like that 1999 and he's 40 he's 42 years old now in 1999 he was in japan he's on the way to the airport like going home yeah, yeah. so he he promised himself he said one day i'm gonna come back and live come, come back to japan and live here oh so he'd been there on holiday yeah he was in, okay. on holiday he was on the way back to on the way to, to, to the airport going back home and he made a promise to himself in 1998 that he would come back to japan but only when he learned how to speak Japanese. Mm. And that was 1998. So I don't know how many years later, 2000, 2013 is when I start the M1 Challenge, the first ever run challenge. Mm. Um, so he didn't do anything for a while. He tried, he gave up, you know, he, and then he, he, he stumbled upon um, flu in three months and he found the M1 Challenge. And so he joined that first ever M1 Challenge and he got confidence that he can actually, he believed that he can learn how to speak Japanese. That's what happened in the first Edwin Challenge. In the second Edwin Challenge, he quit his job. In the third Edwin Challenge, he moved to Japan. And now he's living in Japan, living his dream that he promised himself in 1998. So that just, 
that just kind of, it just you know I, he fulfilled that one challenge empowered him to fulfill his dream um and and you know he i mean i i look at his facebook page right now he's in japan posting all these things about like learning how to speak japanese using like star wars and he's going geeking oh. out and like it's so cool so that's one of the one of the story that 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 really touches me because i know that it made a big difference to him that's really awesome i love as well that you say he kind of had the confidence to then think actually yeah i can do this because i think that you know he'd had that goal for so long yeah i imagine kind of thinking oh i'm never gonna learn japanese is so such an open topic i mean me and kirsten talk about fluent and what fluent means a lot uh, it's always yeah. kind of the conversation always ends, seems to end up with that um so i don't want to talk about that today um <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like i think confidence is a huge part in that and so you know if you say i'm going to learn japanese you think it's such an overwhelming idea but if you think actually i've got three months i'm going to add one i'm going to go up a level or i'm going to add a language at as you know this level that is then such like motivation of okay it has to happen. It's on. Let's do it. Yeah. Fist bump. Yeah. Fist bump. Yes. Exactly. And and like I, I think even I think we all know that in three months it's 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 we can't be really fluent in the language, but but just because three months you can you can go far and mm. and it kind of opens a window and gave it what it did is open the window and actually gave him the belief that and the confidence that he can. He can't. He's not fluent right now, but it's pretty done. It's pretty much done if he he keep going the way that he's doing after three months. The confidence, so that that made a world of difference. That made a complete shift to him that in his world that oh I can do it. I can see it. I can see that it's possible that I can be fluent. Not today, but if I keep going this way, I can be. And that was just you know that that just changed everything. That's cool. That's very, very cool. And I have a bit of a personal question for you. Do you take part every time in the Avon Challenge? I don't take part in every time. I, I take part when I, when, I, when I feel like it, pretty much. I mean, language learning, for me, it's not like a forced thing. You know, like I have to do it. I just do it whenever I, whenever I, feel, one, I feel like I want to do, do a language challenge. I, I participate in more than a few of these Avon I like to learn with, with, with the participant. And so what, what, cause you did Japanese for one, right? Yes. Yeah. I did Japanese. I did, um, German, of course, myself, and of also course. did Romanian recently because oh. I was going to Romania. Nice. And yeah. 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 Oh, cool. And how, how, I mean, studying three different languages with the, with the challenge, did you find any changes as, as you did it more and more each time? Oh did yeah. Did you find yourself kind of, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Boom, Romanian, I've got you down. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's, it's like, like basically the more, um, I think one of, one, of the thing, one of the biggest thing that people get from that first ever everyone challenge that they do is that they learn more about how they learn mm-hmm. um, best. Learn, they learn more about how they learn a language, sometimes even more than the language itself because a lot of times mm-hmm. most people don't know how they learn best in the language. And when you have a community of people dabbling in how they learn best, you get different ideas and you test different things out and you find out new things about yourself. So I'm still in the process of, of how I learn best and trying to like fine tuning and how I can be more efficient with it. And, and every challenge is different. Mm. And, and so I'm refining how I learn best for me. 
it may work it may work for me it may not work for you but it works for me yeah you know this this is something else as well i always feel this when i when i put um, a blog article together kind of you know if i'm sharing like a how-to or some tips or something and you kind of feel like this is what i've found and this works for me but it may not work for you. Please do not take this as gospel because yeah. everyone learns in totally different ways. And it, it is so much about finding, you know, kind of wiggling around and testing all these different things and what works and what doesn't work for you. Totally. And, and, totally. Yeah. And I think you're totally right that part of learning a language is learning how to learn, really. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the more you do it, the better you get because you can learn more in a shorter time because you know what to do. You know what not exactly. to do as well. Um, when you are not add one challenging, and I yeah. do realize I've just verbed your company. Oh, add one challenging. That's, that's awesome. Right. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so when you're not add one challenging, what do you do with your time? What do I do with my time? Um, what do I do with time? Two things. I think about how to grow that one challenge because I know what, what that one should provide it makes a difference to people. Uh, not only in their language learning, also in their lives. And I do what I love, um, whatever that is, whatever I feel like, pretty much. Um, recently, well, lately, I've been, I've been doing like cycling trips. So I, I just recently completed a cycle cycling trip from from Berlin to to Romania, and that's pretty it was pretty awesome trip so that's what i do in my spare time when i'm not at one challenging yeah, yeah it's, it's now become a thing you just you just verbed it again it's now a thing oh yeah oh yeah thank you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I, I i'm glad you brought up the cycling because um this is something as well that you mentioned you went to i'm guessing this was when you did the Abon challenge for japanese and you cycled across japan right yeah yeah well i i did the challenge before before I went to Japan. Okay. And um and because I knew that I was going to Japan, I'm like um I need to brush up my Jap- Japanese because um I learned uh, there was like I think I took I took one semester of Japanese like 10 years ago in college. Mm-hmm. So I need to brush it up so I did my challenge and then I and I went to Japan I cycled halfway around around across Japan. It was the first my first trip ever and first um, cycle, cycle, long distance cycling trip ever, and it was amazing. Oh my god, it, it's so beautiful. And and learning how to speak Japanese made the world a difference because I'm cycling across Japan. So not um, even Tokyo. A lot of people can't speak English in Tokyo. Just imagine mm-hmm. the countryside of Japan, right? Yeah. So um, I was so basically I was um, in. First, well, basically, my route was I cycle around Kyushu, which is the the the, the bottom island of Japan, um, Kyushu once, and also I, I cycle from Kyushu all the way to Tokyo. So when I was in Kyushu, what Kyushu is famous for is their onsen, mm. onsen, which is their hot springs, right? So basically, I was just going from one hot spring. I'll ride cycle all day, and then I'll go to onsen. To shower and to sit in on onsen to relax. That sounds necessary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> necessary is so awesome. So I was basically doing like an onsen trip when I was in Kyushu, and and when I got so after like a long day of cycling, I got to this onsen by the sea, and 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 I just gotta say that the onsen, the water of the onsen is so basically the water from the onsen are from the ground, like deep in the ground, and 
and and it's really surprising that different onsen the water tastes different. And when I was by the ocean, the water tastes like salty and it's different. It's really、mm. cool. But anyways, so when I got to this onsen by the sea. Um, I was outside this onsen. And I was like,、mm, "This looks awesome." Okay, all right. Let me just eat a,、um, a chocolate bar. So I was just eating my Snickers,、mm-hmm. and then、uh, a police car pulled up next to me. I'm like, "Oh, okay." They parked, and they came. Two Japanese cop approached me.、Oh, wow. I'm like, "Oh, oh, what did I do?" And they just start asking me questions, and then. I was just responding and just basically telling them, you know, what's going on and stuff like that. And da da da. So we just, you know, had a great chat. And then, and then after I finished chatting, they basically pull up in front of the onsen to actually go in the onsen to talk to somebody. So they went in there to to talk. Start. They went inside, and I was just eating my finishing my sneaker bar. And then I would lock my bike and I walk in the onsen. And then I went to the counter, and. And the first thing, the, the, and the cops were st- standing right there. And then the first thing the cop said, said, "Well, hey, you know, this is the guy that I was telling you about to the counter lady."、Oh. So before I walked in, <laughs> before I walked, in, <laughs> already knew all about me,、Fair、right?、Is. I'm like, cool, okay, all right. And then this is like, this is by the ocean. It's like some kind of like you know high class thing, right? High class,、yeah. like I just basically want to walked into just. Just want to to do a do a 500 yen onsen,、mm-hmm. and I didn't want to even want to ask for the price because I knew that's going to be like really expensive. So I ask like,、um, how much is just just trying out the onsen, and then and then they give me the price. I'm like, okay. I'm like, hmm. I wonder how much it is to stay for a night. <laughs> <laughs> so so I ask how much it is to stay for a night. And then, and then they told me the price. I'm like, ooh, okay, wow, that's expensive. It was like, it was like ichiman yen or something like that. Yeah. It's which is like more than a hundred bucks.、Oh, okay. And then、uh, at the time I was I was camping, so I didn't really want to spend a hundred bucks. And then and I'm like,、um, and then and then she can see it on my face, and she's like, ah,、oh, like she was thinking about how she can help me because she already have um have a relation or context about who I am, right? Yeah. So she. Um, wait a minute. Let me let me ask my manager if I can get a discount.、I'll、help you out. And then she came back with the manager, and she's like,、um, "Do you have to eat the? What if what if you don't eat the dinner?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I don't have to eat the dinner."、Um, and then and then we kind of like do a few things, and I got like like、um, got actually more than a fifty percent discount. Wow, that's so cool. And if you if you hadn't spoken Japanese, that would never have、yeah. happened. And and so I got a I got more than a fifty percent. Discount in like by the I have like a room like um、uh, by the sea that I have a sea view and 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 I have I have access to the 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 onsen inside inside this 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 complex that's pretty much like no one's there and then I had the onsen all to myself oh and、yes. I wouldn't it, it's just so amazing. And、um, I, it wouldn't have happened if I couldn't speak Japanese. And, and most people think that in Japan, there's no way that you can bargain. There's like, there's、mm-hmm. no way to discount. But it's not true. Anything is possible, especially、yeah. if you can speak a little bit of Japanese, and people appreciate it. And 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 yeah, so that was that was amazing. That was really cool. That is very cool. It actually reminds me of、um, a similar thing that happened to me. I had not been cycling 
for eight hours straight <laughs> at this point. But um, a couple of years ago when I was in Morocco with a friend and yeah. it was it was a very much, it was a holiday really, so it was quite planned and we'd, we'd booked a place to stay. So we travelled from Marrakesh to a place on the coast called Essaouira. I think I'm saying yeah. that right. And we arrive and uh, we're walking around trying to find this this uh, hostel that we've, that we've got booked. As we get off the bus, though, I notice that there's this lone Chinese tourist Mm. Um, and he, he gets off the bus and obviously he looked, he was, he must have been in his sixties, I think. And mm. he, he obviously looked different, you know, he looked Chinese and in Morocco, the, the guys were like, oh, tourist, brilliant. Right. Oh, so he's all of a sudden these, these, um, hang on. I can never say this word, right. Touts or toots. Touts, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the people I mean, people that go, oh, stay at our hotel and get commission. Yeah. 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 Right. I'm pretty sure it's touts. There's people that I try to stay away with. <laughs> yeah, away exactly, from. exactly, right? As soon as this guy got off the bus, they swarmed to him. And I was like, this is not fair. Because you could tell he didn't speak any French, Arabic, English even. And I was like, oh, poor guy. So I went over and I said, he's with us. So I'm talking to the um, Moroccan guy that's trying to, trying to hassle him away. Yeah. And I said, he's, he's with me, he's with me in French. I turned yeah. to the Chinese guy. And I'm like racking my brain for my kind of rusty Chinese. And I'm saying, yeah. and I said, okay, I, I speak little Chinese. And it was uh -huh. little Chinese, you know, very, yeah. very basic. And he went, oh, and his eyes lit up. And I said yeah. to the, the Moroccan, I said, no, thank you. And off we, off we went. And, um, and this guy was so grateful. And, and then we're walking around and, and he says, where, where are you staying? So oh, we have here. And he says, oh, we're trying to find the place. We could not find this place for the life of us. And um, eventually someone helped. We got help. I think we, <laughs> the story gets better in terms of, this was like my best language day ever. So we then, uh, <laughs> we saw some people with a map. We go up to the couple with a map. We say, uh, you speak English? No. Espanol? No. Francais? No. Italiano? Si, si, Italiano. Oh, okay. And I'm like, right, bring out the Italian. Okay. I said, we need to get here. Where is this? Oh. We'll, we'll take you there. We'll take you there with our map. They took us there. We found the place. And it was this tiny, dingy little alleyway. And we're thinking, this can't be right. No sign. Hmm, this is very strange. And I've stayed in some dodgy hostels before, but mm, not sure about this one. We knock on the door. There's no answer. Remember, we've got this 60-year-old Chinese man in tow. We're thinking, if this is the place, it doesn't look appropriate for a 60-year-old. Um, <laughs> so we're thinking, right, no one's answered. Okay, let's go. So we left and we're walking around thinking, where do we stay now? We're, we're, we've like, you know, got nowhere to stay for the night. It's kind of getting later in the day. And, uh, oh, there's the first hotel. Let's go in there, see how much it is. In we go, back to speaking French to the receptionist. And, um, and then he, we, we said, room for, and we said to the guy, do you want private room? He said, oh, it's okay, no problem. Room for three? And she said, okay, yep, come and have a look. We went, it was fine, absolutely fine. We went back downstairs to pay. And he paid and he would not, he would not let us pay for the room. And it just, you know, again, if I hadn't spoke Chinese, if I hadn't kind of saved him from, uh, from, from the toots, the, the, not the toots, the touts, um, <laughs> then that would never have happened. And we would have probably just ended up either spending all of our money in this hotel or staying nowhere because the hostel didn't exist. It seems it did. We found out it did, but yeah. So that was a crazy, crazy day in terms of language. And again, 
like your onsen story it's the language that made that day so special even now like I'm, I'm sat at my desk now and that guy I have a picture of um, the three of us me my friend and that guy and that is on my kind of inspiration board if you like where I've got a few photos and things on my desk um, just because that is why I learn languages you know and that just sums it all up just to look at that photo so yeah yeah awesome thank you for sharing that story it's oh awesome. it's okay thank you thank you for letting me share um so yeah back back to add one challenge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i just one thing when i i spoke to kirsten about this and um she we, we kind of I, I drafted out these questions and i said to her are they okay this is my first podcast kirsten are the questions okay and she said what about schools like could this be something that works in schools so i just wanted to to kind of raise that point with you um and this is something that Kirsten mentioned she thought that is this something that you've ever thought about branching out into schools with um to be honest actually yes and actually we implemented um um, um there's one one of the at one challenger her name is Hajid and um she is actually from she's from Israel and she's a, she's a teacher. She's a school teacher. I forgot what grade she's teaching, but I'm pretty sure it's the elementary school. And she implemented the At One Challenge to teach um, her, her kids how to speak English. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and I even did a Skype call, like two Skype calls with them. And, and like, I think she was telling, telling her kids about that one challenge about me and how excited she is. And then the kids got excited. And then, Basically, I I don't remember exactly. It was actually the first Edwin Challenge or second Edwin Challenge. So it was long. It was a while back that um, the result that we got back is you know kids. Apparently, they, they had to get you know consent from the parents and all that stuff like that. So parents' response was was the kids are are learning to like pick up reading the book, re- reading the English English book or whatever that they wouldn't have done. And and they got their kids that that learn how to speak. And actually, they made a few videos. Now 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 I go back to think about it. Ah, that's cool. Uh, and that that too, they were speaking. And actually, I actually saw the video. So it's it's totally possible to to implement in school. I just haven't haven't really jumped into that because it's just a new way to learn. It's a it's a basically a um, a new way to learn in 2015. You know. And, um, and, and yeah, so, so I, so I totally see that it can be implemented in school and it, it, it doesn't even have to be in the physical space. You know, it could be just like a new way for me, Edwin Chong is a new way to learn, learn something online. This is so true. And I, I mentioned to you before we started recording about how, um, I've spent this afternoon at the Open University talking about social media and language learning and, the, the talk before me was specifically about Facebook and um, a lady, a Spanish doctorate in um, Iceland, I believe, had set up um, some, some trials with stu- groups of students using Facebook groups. And I was thinking a lot about the Add One Challenge and, and what you do and how, how, how new that is to a lot of people. And especially in, in schools, there's a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of schools that I can think of that are almost kind of all... We're a little bit, you know, no, we don't need that. We don't need that. Oh, Facebook, that's where bad things happen or whatever, you know. And actually, no, there, there is so much good stuff that can, that can happen from yeah. these modern ways of learning. Definitely, definitely. Totally. Uh, you know, these, these things like, you know, Facebook itself is not bad. It's, 
it's how we use it. So we learn how, so we learn how to utilize it. And, and, you know, there's no denying that everybody's on Facebook. There's no denial on that. So how can we best use it to, to, for good? And it's up to us. Yeah, this is it. And the more people that are using things like Facebook positively, the, you know, the, the less people are using it negatively, I guess. And it, it kind of, not, not safety in numbers, but do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's you know, positivity is infectious. And totally, so and think, and, yeah. and uh, I don't know if you've seen like a few people mention um, a, a few a few more than a few people mentioned that before that their their the Facebook experience completely changed after that they joined the M One Challenge because they go and their their feed is filled with <laughs> language learning stuff and and they go and they read everything and and like all the stories and comments and stuff like that so their experience of Facebook completely changed yeah and and it's a lot more interesting when you have when you are actually have interesting things that you like particularly that shows on your Facebook feed absolutely you kind of get this multilingual feed of interesting stuff rather than just you know oh look someone I knew three years ago has a cat there is a lot of negativity I guess attached to to social media people think oh we spend so much time on social media it's bad just this morning actually um, I saw I read an article about someone I can't remember her name she's an Australian and she was very young and got very popular on Instagram. And, um, you know, to the point of, like, being... You could call her an Instagrammer, if you like. Um, that You know, she was making money from Instagram, from promotions, etc. And she has very recently changed this. So she's gone back, deleted something like 2,000 photos. And all the ones that she's left, she's, you know, edited the comments and the descriptions and said things like... Oh, this was the hundredth photo I took that day. I had acne, but you can't tell because I filtered it so bad just so I could give you something that would get me some likes. And it's this really bizarre thing of like, whoa, okay, so she's come full circle and and has totally changed her opinion on that. And so she was she was she was talking about um, you know, oh, we're we're conditioned, we're brainwashed to just look at our screens and and it's it's and I thought, ah, I can see your point, but no at the same time because it's it's not a bad thing if you use it positively mm, you know yeah. and and that is one thing that i think the ad one challenge does really well is it uses facebook completely in a positive way and youtube as well with the videos that are uploaded you know it's it's these these things are there people use them people use facebook every day people use youtube every day if you're going to use it you may as well use it in a positive way and it's slightly biased but you may as well use it in a way that's going to help you learn a language <laughs> yeah of course yeah, yeah exactly one more question um cool. this is a big question i don't know if you'll be able to give us an answer it could be top secret kind of like uh, your your kfc recipe again um exactly um but are there, are there any kind of future plans for the ab one challenge that you can share with us Well, um, the future plan is, let me think, future plans. I've really put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Yeah, you put me on the spot. <laughs> I, I do have some future plans. Um, well, the, the, the um, first and foremost is to growing the Adwin Challenge because 
because I know that we have something that's 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 beautiful. That's something that works and something that makes a makes a big difference in people's life. Mm-hmm. And and we we just want to put it in front of people and let people know about it. And so that's that's one of the biggest thing um, of of growing that one challenge. So so more people get inspired and learn learn to speak the language that they've always wanted to speak. Um, the second thing is that um, this this it's funny how we just talk about Facebook. Um, <laughs> we. <laughs> we we are we are actually thinking about how we can um move away from facebook oh and, and um but but only because only because it's it's to create a, a better experience yeah because because um because facebook is is great and everybody's on facebook at the same time it's not it's not built to to run that one challenge of course so so, you know, of course, <laughs> it'd be great if they built it for running at one turn, but it's not. <laughs> so, so, um, so we are, we're, we're in the works of, of making something that adds value and, 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 and that building something that's specific to run the at one challenge. So, so we can add the functions that, that we can't add on Facebook that to make that one turn even better, a better oh, experience. That's really exciting because it's, I guess, you know, like you say, it's, it's the functions that aren't necessarily there. You think, oh, I've got this brilliant idea of how I could develop the one challenge, but oh, Facebook doesn't have that capability exactly. or that. That's cool. That's, that's interesting. Ah. We are going to move on to our tips of the week now. I think we've, we've covered all my questions that I had. Um, so I think it is time. Um, but just before we do, just another quick mention of our sponsor and how awesome they are, which is Other Cats to Whip today, which is a digital or paperback book. You can get the physical copy in your hands or you can get it on your ebook reader or your iPad and other digital devices. The book of com. enter the code fluent at checkout. I'm pretty sure it's 10% you get off. I'm pretty sure it could be more. Who knows? Any nice discount is always good. Any discount is good, yeah. right? Any yeah, discount exactly. is good. So, exactly. so there you go. Other cats to whip. Um, check it out. Now, let's move on then to the final section of the podcast. Uh, tips of the week. I have three tips for you, Brian, that I want to share. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of go through them. And then as the guest on today's podcast, I'd love for you to pick your favorite. Cool. You ready? Go for it. Yeah. Let's do it. So the first tip, and this is something that I fell in love with over the summer. Mm. That makes it sound like some kind of crazy summer fling. Um, (laughs) Not true. (laughs) But I did fall in love with this over the summer. I spent some time this summer teaching um, summer schools to asylum seekers. And it was so much fun. And we used some clips on YouTube. And a lot of the time, they're quite fast when you get these people speaking natural English at a natural pace. And one thing that I discovered that was amazingly useful and a lot of fun because it then sounds like people are drunk is that you can slow down YouTube videos. Okay. If you click the cog in the bottom right hand corner of the video, click speed, click slow down, or you can even speed it up if you really want to. Um, (laughs) And it's fun. You know, people sound like, hello, I am Lindsay. So you get the idea, right? Which yep. sounds a bit loco, sounds a bit crazy, but it's very, very good if you are focusing on listening. It's because YouTube, oh, there's so much there, so much there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, tip number one is slow down YouTube videos. Tip number two, 
And this is something, again, even newer to me that I've started doing in last month in October. Mm. Um, and that's use Snapchat. I've discovered, I was very kind of put off by Snapchat for so long because I thought, nah, nah, I don't really see the point. But actually mm. what I do is I record kind of multilingual clips throughout the day. So it's kind of like mm. a mini vlog, if you like. Um, mm. And they're only there for 24 hours. So it eliminates mm. the idea of kind of like, you know, other platforms like Instagram. You think, oh, it has to be a perfect filter. It has to look amazing. No, Snapchat, mm. it's there. You film with your, with your phone. It's there for 24 hours um, and then it's deleted. And this is great mm-hmm. because as actually, as well as this, there's no comments. So mm. there's also no pressure about making mistakes. Mm. You know, I always encourage people, oh, you should share what you do with, with, uh, with other people because it, it gives you a good opportunity to practice. But a lot of mm. the time that's quite scary because you think, oh, but I'm going to get everything wrong. With Snapchat, that doesn't matter. 24 hours, yeah. no comments, boom. And so you can just, you know, you see, you see a glass of water. You think, how do I say that? How do I say I want a glass of water in Japanese? You know? Who do you share it with? Well, you share it with... Okay, so you, you share it with anyone who um, follows you. And you can select... Like, if you want to just share it with yourself, then you kind of, you know, you can say, I don't want people to follow me. I'm sure there's, there's that option. Um, but anyone who chooses to follow you can then see it if they see it. And it adds it... If you take little clips throughout the day, it adds it to what's called a Snapchat story. And so then you kind of get this fragmented little version of your day in different languages so like the goal for me is that i try and use different languages mostly at the minute it's japanese but i won't uh-huh. ever speak in english on snapchat but i then write on top you can write text on top so i write the text on top in english with a little emoji flag of what language it is so anyone could could sort of follow and understand because the english is there written and tip number three is um find a study buddy to text um and you could use anything from hello talk tandem meetup facebook groups to find someone and i to be honest i was kind of inspired from this tip from the Avon challenge and my study group <laughs> um but you can use these these there's so many platforms you could use to find a study buddy you could start a whatsapp or an iMessage thread where you're kind of vouching only to use the language that you're both studying so you know so you know and then you you kind of can help to correct each other but it's a little bit more private than sharing it in a much more public space. So yeah. they are the three tips to slow down YouTube videos. Number two, yeah. use Snapchat. And number three, find a study buddy to text. Awesome. Those are great, great tips. Thank you very wow. much. I thought of them myself. <laughs> <laughs> great job. Wow. <laughs> um, so what am I supposed to say now? So pick one. So, now, one yeah, of pick one. Pick your favorite. Uh, I definitely, well, I, I would definitely try the Snapchat thing one now you mentioned, but my favorite one is definitely the text one. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because, um, we have something called, we have, um, we have mini challenges within, within the 90 day challenge itself. And yes, tell me, ch- sorry to interrupt. When can I expect the first mini challenge? <laughs> um, I'm like that's, raring you, to go. You, you'll, you'll come soon. You'll come when it comes. Okay, it's, it's a secret. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a build, you know. <laughs> so, so your mini challenge number one will come soon. Um, but mini challenge number two, it's about making sentences, and we're we have people. We break people down in groups and teams, and then whichever team makes the most sentences win. And and why I mentioned this is because when you're actually creating sentences, chatting with people, right? You're basically making sentences. Right when you're chatting mm-hmm. with people, and 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 I and I believe that when you 
And, and that's exactly what we're doing as we're speaking. But that's, that's one step before speaking. So I think making sentences really helps us putting it all together and then be able to speak. So cool. I think that's, that's a really great practice um, um, to, to, to put it all together, as I said. So I really like that tips. Practicing making sentences with your friends. It's a great practice. Nice, nice. This is this is a good choice because I think, and I like what you say about the sentence building because vocabulary, kind of ways to learn vocabulary, like mm. Anki, Memrise, there's so many kind of digital ways now it makes it so easy to learn mm. words. Mm. But the, you know, the, the, the context is so much more important to... To, totally. put, to put them into a sentence and how okay i know the word for i don't know such in japanese how do i use that word you know where does it fit in the sentence so yeah you're totally right and that is a good a good uh a good choice yeah and and how i if, if you don't mind sharing um, um how i like to use the the building sentence this is what i do with with the with the teacher basically i just pick one um one aspect of the language for example I will learn how to say, um, uh, for example, very, very simple. What is this? I'll learn how to say, what is this? So I learned that I made, just made a sentence. What is this? And I'll ask the teacher. Um, but first I'll ask, okay, how do you say, what is this? Okay. So teacher say, um, uh, what is this? So I know the what, right? So now I can, then, then I start practicing making sentences using what. So, so, so this way I'll learn to say, what is your name? And, and so now I'm building sentences at the same time, learning how to say name and I'm practicing how to use what. So, and I just basically learned how to do build this small sentences one at a time and, and just build my sentences. That's how I learn how to speak. And I think that's a really fun and easy way. And also I memorize it a lot better than just learning by one word. It is. I'm glad you say it's fun because I find that kind of thing really fun as well. I thought I was a bit yeah. weird for finding no, that. Do you know no. what I mean? Because it, it's kind of, you kind of, ah, oh, so I've got this one word. What can I do with this one word? Boom, 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 boom. And you see it grow. It's like, oh my goodness, look at all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Started from one word. And I, I love that. I think that's really, really cool. And really kind of, it's rewarding as well, which is so important in language learning. And especially you're, you're learning how to build what you want to say, mm. you know? Like instead of because in the book, usually they give you all these set sentences like, you know, you may may or may not like it or not. But, you know, if you're building sentences exactly what you currently want to say, you're learning how to you food comes, you know, you like food or you want yeah. to learn how to say food. you learn how to build sentences around food, you know, and and this way you it's a lot more fun. You're building sentences about what you want to talk about. Yes. It comes back to that topic idea that you mentioned um, from, from you did before exactly how to learn language in a fun and effective way i think that's really really important because if 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 it's hard if it's hard and it's drilling and it's like like you know it it's hard every day then it's it's kind of hard to go back to study another day so one of the things that we we say in the language a lot is it's a quote by um anthony um louder he said, do whatever it takes in this hour so you want to learn in an hour tomorrow. I like that. I saw that on the group, actually. And I like that. Yeah, and it's so true. Yeah. So true. Because whatever you do is, is that, you know, it, 
as long as you stay in the game, as long as you want to do another hour tomorrow, you there's no way that you fail. You succeed eventually. Mm. So so the key is to do whatever it takes that you want to learn another hour tomorrow by doing something that's fun and effective in this hour. Good advice, wise words, Brian. Thank you. Um, so thank you so much for joining. I was going to say joining us, but I guess joining us, joining me today um, for the podcast. It's been a lot of fun and I've enjoyed talking to you again. Um, so just, Brian, if you'd like to share quickly where people can find you online and where can people learn more about the Add One Challenge? Yeah, just go to addonechallenge.com and um, subscribe so that when we have, whenever we open the Add One Challenge, you can get notified whenever we open the Add One Challenge. So just go to addonechallenge.com and subscribe. And, and just we look to forward. Confirm, just yeah. to confirm, addonechallenge.com, it's one as a number, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. AD1 at a challenge. So ADD1 challenge. And we look forward to learning a language together with you. Yeah, definitely. And me, because I'm, I'm there. I'm in the group now. I'm in that. Yeah, you'll be there. You'll be there for 90 days. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> at least well, then, 90 days. Do you, know, do you know when the next one's starting? The next one will start in about um, three weeks. Oh. about three weeks, about three to four weeks, yes. Cool. Well, again, thank you so much. And uh, that's all right. That's all right. And I look forward to uh, to, to, to completing the Ab One Challenge and, and the process as well. I don't just look forward to finishing it. I look forward to the whole process of the next few months and seeing what it has to offer me and how things go. All right. Thank you, Lindsay. That's all right. Thank you, Brian. Here one. Hey everyone, it's Kirsten. I'm back just to say goodbye to you and thank you so much again for checking out the interview with Lindsay Dow and Brian Kwong from the Add One Challenge. Certainly sounded pretty interesting to me and I really enjoyed listening to the two of them and also kind of enjoyed observing Lindsay doing her first uh, solo flight. Guys, I'm really looking forward to welcoming you to the next episode. Check us out at fluentlanguage.co.uk and Lindsay's website, lindsaydoeslanguages.com. Don't forget to do that review thing and the rating thing because I checked us out in iTunes earlier and we are completely and utterly invisible. So you go to podcast and it throws a million amazing podcasts at you and you go, hmm, I wonder if the creative language learning podcast is visible in education. No, we're not. Is Are we visible in the language course section? No, we're not. So if you do like us, and even if we're not your favorite, even if we just made it into the top five, I challenge you to leave us a review, four-star review, to say, made it into my top five. <laughs> if I see one of those reviews, I know that you were listening. So that will be what I'm looking out for. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. See you in episode 28. Thanks for listening to the Creative Language Learning Podcast, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and to rate the podcast in iTunes or on Stitcher. That's always very much appreciated. If you have any feedback or you've got any questions, you can email me, Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk, or you can find me on Facebook, Fluent Language Tuition, or on Twitter, at Kirsten Hammers, that is K-E-R-S-T-I-N-H-A-M-M-E-S. 